and open with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. The Gospel of Luke chapter 24. And we'll begin reading in verse 36 of Luke 24. If you'll turn there with me tonight. And boy, isn't it, hadn't it been good tonight? And all the good singing. And the Payne family, they're always such a blessing to our hearts. And I thank, thank God for them. And then tonight it's just good to be saved, amen. It's good to know that our sins are forgiven and that we have a home in heaven one day after a while. Amen. It sounds a little bit better already. Thank God for that. All right, look with me in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. And let's begin reading with verse 36. Read with me. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. They were terrified and affrighted, and they supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, and handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. When he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of an honeycomb, and he took it, and he did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise again, or to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. My brother, you spoke this morning about that name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That repentance and remission of sin might be preached among all nations, in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, <clears throat> and ye are witnesses of these things. I want you to notice verse number 49, because verse number 49 will be our text verse tonight. And Jesus said in verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Amen. Now, Brother Danny mentioned this on Monday night, and I don't know if you caught it or not, and I trust you did, but look at that word power, and I want you to take your pencil and write down another word in the margin of your Bible. I'll spell it for you, and you write it down. The word is spelled D-U-N-A-M-I-S. D-U-N-A. M-I-S. Now, in the Greek language, and by the way, that's, that is a Greek word, and it is the English spelling for the Greek word dunamis, or the, the letter U may also be substituted with the letter Y, dynamis, and that is the exact same root word from which we get our English word dynamite. Amen? And so I, Jesus said... Children, I'm going to heaven, and from there I'm going to send you the I'm going to send you back the promise of the Father, and I want you to wait until you be imbued with power or dynamite from on high. Amen. And I want us to bow our heads tonight all over this house, and in just a moment I want to bring you the message, God's dynamite. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day, and we thank you for your many blessings upon our hearts and lives. Oh God, we just Thank you for the Mountaineer Baptist Camp meeting and what a blessing it has been. And, oh, God, how you've moved in hearts and lives. Oh, God, I just thank you, Lord, today for Jesus and his precious blood that he shed for us upon the cross of Calvary. And now, Lord, tonight as we stand here again and as we're about to speak the word of God, my heart tonight is with my wife in the hospital there. And I pray, oh, God, that you'd be with her and comfort her. And I pray, God, that you'd touch my mother-in-law. And if it be your will that you'd raise her up again as Brother Eddie spoke to us this morning about the power of God that was present to heal. And I pray, God, that your will would be done 
in her heart and in her life. And now, Lord, as I stand here tonight, I stand here as a dead man because last night, as best I know how, I tried to die out to self. And I pray, oh God, that you'd come. Lord, I can do nothing tonight, but oh God, you can do all things. And I pray, Lord, that you'd come. And I pray that you'd touch us tonight. I pray that you would anoint us anew and afresh with that dynamic power of God and loose our tongues that we may able to be able to preach the unsearchable riches of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, you have your will and way. Take charge of this service, and whatever's accomplished, we'll give you praise and glory because we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. All right, I want to talk to you tonight about God's dynamite. Amen. In the gospel of Luke chapter 24, we see the Lord Jesus Christ the Savior of the world, God's Son, sent from heaven, amen. And listen, he had come, he had lived, and he, he had suffered, and he had died, and there they were. They saw him that day hanging on that cross. They saw as they took his body down and wrapped in the linen, put it in the tomb, and many thought that it was a great defeat. Some said, we thought that this would be the one who should have redeemed Israel. I'm glad, listen to me, as he appeared on this occasion that he came to encourage them, amen. He encouraged them because as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst. Amen. I'll tell you something tonight. Bless your heart. I like to be where Jesus is. Amen. And you know what he said tonight? He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Amen. I believe we're just about qualified tonight. Amen. And I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is here tonight and is present in this place tonight. And so he appeared to his disciples to encourage them. Boy, I'll tell you what, sometimes we need to have our hearts in encouraged. Amen. And he's the great encourager. And then listen to me. I don't know about you, but it's always an encouragement when I think about those nail-scarred hands. Amen. And about the fact that they're no longer bleeding and dying, but they're risen from the grave. Amen. And and then, and then also he came not only to encourage them, but he came to enlighten them. Amen? And listen to me, folks. Sometimes we walk through the valley just because we don't understand the things of God. But I'm glad, listen to me, the Bible says that even a child, a fool, the wayfaring man, does not have to err in the things of God. Amen? There's enlightenment for you and I in the things of God. And so Jesus came. And you know what he did? He did the same thing that we've done here tonight. He opened the the book. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Any, anytime you open this old book right here, something's bound to happen. Amen. And Jesus opened, Jesus opened the book and he opened their understanding of the scriptures. And then the Bible says, listen, he enlightened it. He told them it behooved him. It behooved Christ that he had to suffer. Listen, folks, there was no other way when he prayed in the garden. If there's any other way, Father, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, not thy will, but, but not my will, but thy be done, amen. And so he had to die. He had to die that I might live, amen. And there on the cross, listen to me, he paid the price. He sealed my pardon, paid the price, and made me free, amen. And so he he appeared to encourage them and to enlighten them. And he also appeared, listen to me, to commission them, amen. You know what he said? He said, children, you have a job to do. This is not the end. This is just the beginning, amen. You've got a job to do. And listen, Listen tonight, you cannot do it alone. He said, I'm going back to heaven. It's needful that I go away. And when I get back to the Father, he said, I'm going to send you the power. Amen. He said, I'll send, a, I'll send upon you the promise of my Father. And you wait until you're endeared with power from on high. Now, the Greek word dunamis or dynamis or dynamite is the word, it means in the Greek language force or strength or might or power. And in Scripture, it refers to the strong, the forceful, the mighty, the miraculous power of God. Amen. And Jesus said, that's exactly what I'm going to send back for you. Amen. I'm going to send you the forceful, the strong, the mighty, the miraculous power of God. And I want to talk to you tonight about God's dynamite, God's power. And I'll talk about three questions tonight. First of all, what is it? What is it? And how is it used? And what is it used for? Amen. What is it? How is it to be used? And what is it used for? Let's consider the first question. What is it? What is the dunamis or the dynamite of God? Number one, it's Pentecostal power. Amen. And you say, uh-oh, preacher, you've already blown it tonight. You've used the wrong word around here. Hang, hang, 
Hey, hang on a minute, amen. I want you to know, listen, it's, Pente- it's Pentecostal power. Look with me in the Gospel of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 8. The Bible says, And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the world, amen. And they were waiting in Jerusalem. And chapter 2 says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and half of you scared to death already amen just just hang on just a minute and let's read the next verse verse 4 says and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost amen listen to me it's Holy Ghost power it's Pentecostal power and you say you say preacher are you a Pentecostal I'm a Bible Pentecostal amen I want you to know I want you to know there's a lot of folks that call themselves Pentecostals, but they're not Bible Pentecostals, amen. I want you to know I believe that the same power that came down on God's church on the day of Pentecost is the same power that's still in God's church today, amen. It's it's Holy Ghost power. I'm not afraid of the Holy Ghost, amen. The Holy Ghost is a person. He is the power. Jesus said in John 14, I've got to go away, youngins, but he said I'm going to send him back. He's the spirit of truth, and when he comes, he's going to lead you and guide you and direct you into all truth. Amen. And Jesus said, right now he's with you, but one of these days he's going to be in you. Amen. And so and so on the day of Pentecost, he came to fill and empower the church of the living God. And let me say this, they wasn't praying for him. Amen. They wasn't begging for him. They wasn't pleading for him. They was waiting for him. Amen. I want you to, I want you to listen. Listen, listen, he could not have come one day sooner. He could not have come one day later in order, in order to fulfill the perfect type of the law of God. He could not come until the day of Pentecost was fully come. And then he came, amen. And he, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. And some of you understand the meaning of that word, the paraclete, the helper, the burden bearer. And Jesus was saying, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you helpless. I will not leave you powerless. And so, and so the Holy Ghost of God, the third member of the triune Godhead, descended from heaven and came upon the church of the living God. And he lives in them and breathes in them and moves in them and empowers them in this world for the work of the Lord God Almighty in the service of the army of the King. Amen. I want you to know he's the only power we have. Without him we're powerless. Amen. Without the Holy Ghost of God, we have no power. You know what he does? He calls, he convicts, amen. He, he calls, nobody can come unless the Father calls. He convicts, he cleanses, he comforts. You know what he does? He births, amen. He baptizes. And you say, preacher, you believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I sure do, bless your heart. I want you to, I want you to know about 25 years ago, I nailed down a little old dirty, a little, listen to me, country boy at an old-fashioned altar. There I I cried out to God for mercy and the Holy Ghost of God birthed me into the family and he baptized me into the body. Amen. Listen to me. And there ain't a devil in hell big enough to do nothing about it. welcome amen and then listen to me you know what he does he saves and he seals amen we're sealed with that holy spirit of promise until the day of redemption he teaches and he testifies and listen to me if you know jesus you've got to witness in yourself tonight and that and that's the reason the apostle paul said examine yourselves whether you be in the faith know you not yourselves whether christ be in you i want you to know tonight brother george there is something uh, stirring in the pot amen But they something stirring in the pot. Amen. Amen. I, 
I want you to know when the Holy Ghost came in, nobody didn't have to tell me about it. Amen. Listen, he's there, down inside of every believer, indwelling them and filling them and empowering them. Amen. Listen to me. Listen, we are, we are Holy Ghost people because we're people of the book. And I believe it's just as much a command of Scripture to be filled with the Spirit of God as it is as it is not to be filled with wine and alcoholic beverage. Amen. Listen, if you're a child of God tonight and you're not filled and empowered with the Holy Ghost, there'll come a day when you'll give an account to God for not submitting your life to Him and letting Him empower you. And let me tell you something. If, amen. If He's not, you're missing out on something tonight. Honey, child. Amen. Amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but I kind of like it. Amen. I just kind of like it when them Holy Ghost wheels start turning down on the inside. That fire down in your bones, amen. That moving in your soul. I'm glad I got it, amen. Amen. Help yourself, brother. Glory to God. Amen. It's, it's Pentecostal power. You, you can call me whatever you want to, but I'm a blood-washed, filled child of God. It's Pentecostal power, and then listen to me, it's preaching power, amen? Look in Acts chapter 1 again, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses, and you shall be, you shall what? Listen to me. And you shall receive power, dynamite, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall do signs and wonders and miracles. Is that what your book says? I mean, I mean, I have got the old 1611 up here. Amen. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall have dreams and visions and revelation. <laughs> Is that what yours says? It says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Judea and Samaria. Listen to me, the God's dynamite is God's power, and it's preaching power. And there on the day of Pentecost when God sent that power down, you know what Peter did? He got up and preached, bless your heart. I want you to know, listen to me, I want you to know that Jesus had that power. The Bible said before he went into the wilderness, John had baptized him, and Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. You know about the temptation, but listen to me, it said when he came out, he came out all right. Amen. It said, it said, and Jesus returned, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. And you know what he did? It said, it said that he taught in all their synagogues. Amen. Listen to me. Jesus Christ had the Spirit of God without measure, and it was evidenced by the preaching of the Word of God. I want you to know it's it's not the signs and wonders, the miracles. It's not the little rabbit trails that people follow today. But it is the power. It is the. Listen to me. It is the divine in for the proclamation of the gospel. Amen. Listen, thank God for that power tonight. In a crowd like this, I'd have been dead a long time ago. Amen. But I want you to know that, I want you to know on that first day that God sent down some power that an old country boy could stand up and boldly proclaim the unsearchable riches, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Unashamed. Amen. Unafraid. Amen. Listen to me. It's preaching power. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. Amen. It is the, it is the dynamite. Amen. I'm not ashamed. The gospel is the power. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which believe it is the power of God. It's God's dynamite. Amen. Listen, it's God's dynamite. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, For our gospel came not 
not unto you in word only, but it came also in demonstration of the power of God. And listen to me tonight. You can settle for second best if you want to, but I'm going to stick with the best. I'm going to stick with the book. I'm going to stick with the preaching of the word of God. And that's enough power to get me out of this world and get me into the next one. Bless your heart. It's preaching power. And then let me say this tonight. It's also praying power. Amen. Amen. It's it's praying power. Listen, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we pray with power. Jude chapter 1 says, But you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that there are times that I've prayed, and then there are times that I've prayed. Amen. Listen to me. Romans chapter 8 says that we don't even know what to pray for like we are, but the Spirit of God helps our infirmities, and it comes and it makes intercession for us before the throne of God in heaven. And I want you to know God's dynamite is praying power. Amen. It's praying power. Listen, let me read you Acts chapter 4. The Bible says that the church had come under persecution and it said that they began to cry upon the Lord. They began to call upon the name of the Lord. When they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God and it said when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and it's praying power in there. Amen. It's pray- Listen to me. I can remember those old saints of God used to hit their knees down on the floor and cry out to God and bless your heart. It wouldn't be too long before things begin to happen. Amen. I want you to know we still got that power tonight. Amen. We still got that privilege tonight. Amen. Listen, when I get in trouble, I come boldly before the throne of grace and I find help in time of need. It's the power of God. Amen. And then very quickly, listen, it's praising power, amen. I'm talking about singing and shouting, and some some of you don't like that, but I do anyhow, amen. It's praising power. And if you get a little bit of dynamite down in your soul, honey, I want you to know it's going to come out somewhere. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out somewhere, amen. Listen, it'll come out your eyes. It'll come out your mouth. It'll come out somewhere, or else it'll blow you up, amen. praise and power. It's persecution power. Amen. When they were scattered abroad, they went everywhere preaching and God and the hand of the Lord was with them. Then I want you to know it's preserved. It's, pre, it's persevering power. Over in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, let me read you a verse there. You know what Paul said? God said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And he said, most gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of God might rest upon me. And listen to me, I may not ever have very much in this world. I may not ever have a big church like some of you, but I'll stay where God wants me to be in that little place just as long as I walk with God and just as long just as long as I've got that power of God arresting on me. That's all. That's all I'm interested in, bless your heart. And when I get to heaven, I'll give account for him, amen, as he my master and I the servant, but I want that dynamite resting on me, amen. And then listen to me, listen, what is it? It's preaching power, it's Pentecost praying power, amen, and all those other things, but let's get to the second question tonight. How, how is it to be used? How, how is it, how do you use this, this dynamite of God? How do you use it? Number one, write it down. You better write this one down. It must be used safely. <laughs> Amen. There on the job where they keep that dynamite, you'll see a, sa- a sign that says, Danger Explosive. And it is. <laughs> and you'll see another sign that says, Authorized Personnel Only.
preacher? What makes you think you've got so much authority? Where did you get your authority from to use that dynamite? I got it from the master blaster. Not just anyone can handle God's dynamite. Every man with a Bible under his arm is not a preacher. Amen. The Bible talks about those who are false apostles, deceitful workers, who being the ministers of Satan, transform themselves into the ministers of righteousness. I want you to know just because they're on the TV or the radio... And just because they look right and sound right, you better check them by the book. Get out the instruction manual and check out on that To the law and the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. There's a bunch of them that have no light in them and they're out here screaming and hollering, we've got the power. I want you to know God's dynamite must be handled safely and the same power that they're now playing with one day will blow them to smithereens. Jesus said, and whosoever the rock shall fall upon, it will grind him to powder. It must be used safely. Now I want you to know, look at this crowd in Luke 24. You know who they was? That was his church. That was that blood, that was that blood-bought crowd. And he said, youngins, I'm going to send you the pie. Amen. If it is misused, it will result in accident or death. Peter said, Peter said they rest, they're unstable, and they're unlearned, and they rest the Scriptures to their own destruction. Dynamite of God must be used safely. Then listen to me, it must be used correctly by those who are authorized to have it. Well, you can't handle dynamite just any old way. You better not. Listen to me. You can take a stick of dynamite out here on the ground. Listen. Listen close to what I'm about to say. Dynamite must be used correctly. You know it comes in sticks of powder. You know what you do, have to do? You're going to put off a shot. And you have to take a drill and drill into that earth or that rock. And you have to load it with that powder. You hear me? It has to be used correctly. And the shot must be confined. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You can take a stick of powder out here on the ground and detonate it. And you know what you'll get? You'll get a lot of noise, but not much else. (laughs) And there's a whole lot of places tonight where they've got a lot of noise, but not much else. And then that hole has to be drilled in, in the ground. That dynamite has to do its work on the inside. Not on the outside. We got too much outside religion as it is. Thank God for that Holy Ghost drill that one day penetrated the hardness of my heart. And loaded it up with the dynamite of God. Hallelujah, Johnny Winston. Listen to me, the shot must be confined. It must do its work on the inside. And there on the inside, the material must be broken to pieces. God said, even to this man will I look to him that is of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Yes, sir. You know what they do when they put off a shot? 
Some of you fellas worked around the mines. You know what I'm talking about. They go in there with a drill, and they don't just drill one hole. They drill a bunch of them. They don't drill them just anywhere and everywhere and just any shape. They drill them according to a pattern. As a matter of fact, they've got to have a state permit that shows how they're going to shoot that, that powder. Amen? It has to be done according to a pattern, not haphazard and not without a plan. God said, let everything be done decently in order. And I'm glad, bless God, you can still get filled up with the Holy Ghost and be decent and in And as a matter of fact, he don't do nothing that's indecent or out of order. So long as he's in charge, help yourself. That, you know why they drill it according to plan, a pattern? That blast has to be directed so it won't fly everywhere. Well, I've been in some meetings where it's flying everywhere. <laughs> Amen. Listen to me. There's some places where they think the one that jumps the highest and hollers the loudest has got the most power of God. That ain't so. God still talks in a still small voice. But I am glad this is the quietest world I'm ever going to live in. Amen. Then listen to me. Those holes have got to be drilled. And then they've got to be loaded. Wonder why they picked that word, loaded. They got to be full, amen. I want you to know they some of our independent, fundamental Baptist churches tonight that don't have enough power to blow the fuzz off a of peak. And somebody said if a man's brains was dynamite, he wouldn't have enough to blow his nose. Amen. I don't know about you, but I came here tonight to get loaded. Yeah. <laughs> man. And I ain't going to have no hangover in the morning. They got to be loaded with dynamite. Salt will not do. Sugar will not do. Somebody, you know what they do today? A bunch of yellow back, weak, knee ear tickling preachers. They get them together and fill them up with sugar and spice and everything nice. But bless your heart, honey, it won't blow. <laughs> too much happening they're getting up loaded up with the wrong thing and when they do get a hold of a little bit of the right thing they don't load them up enough the old testament says and it was a sad testimony to the people of god the children are come to the birth and there's not enough strength or power to bring forth that's all too often the state of affairs in our churches today. load them up with dynamite Oh, what is that? That's old-time preaching, old-time praying, old-time singing, old-time shouting, old-time Holy Ghost power. You get, listen, you give them enough full of that, honey, it'll do something for them. Then listen to this. How is it to be used correctly? The shot must be confined, the holes drilled, in the pattern, loaded, Watch this. Let's say I go out here and I'm going to put off a shot. I have the drillers come in. We, we make preparations. The, the, the powder men come, come in and load the holes. And I walk off down here on the side somewhere within, within a safe distance. Amen. <laughs> and I say, All right now, Mr. Dynamite, 
once you get ready, you just go ahead and blow. <laughs> Why, they'd lock me in the nearest loony bin around here. Listen to me. Dynamite does not go off by itself. It must have a detonator. You say, preacher, does God's dynamite have a detonator? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. Because it sure does. Look with me in Matthew chapter 17, and I'll show you the detonator for God's dynamite. In Matthew chapter 17, they came, they, when they were come to him, the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. He's a lunatic. He's sore vexed. And oftentimes he falls into the fire and the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now write this down right there. Luke 9 and 1. Write that down. If you turn to Luke 9 and 1, it says, And Jesus called the twelve disciples together, and he gave them power, dynamite, and authority over all devils. He had already given them the dynamite over the devil's power. But look right here. This man comes to the Lord falling on his knees and says, Lord, my son, he's vexed to the devil. Lord, he falls in the fire. I can't do anything with him, Lord. I took him to your disciples, but they couldn't help him. Look at what Jesus said. You know what was wrong? Listen, folks. Luke 24, Jesus said, I am going back to heaven. Yeah. And Luke 24, he said, you go to Jerusalem and wait. He said, I will send the power. I want you to know that most of us tonight are walking around eyeball deep in dynamite and don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Jesus is not a liar, is he? He said he was going to send the power, didn't he? Well, it's around here somewhere. I believe, I believe him, don't you? We don't know how to use it. Look at verse 20. Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. His, his disciples had come and said, Lord, why couldn't we help him? I've often wondered myself, Lord, why can't I help him? Why can't I give them what they need? And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have a detonator the size of a grain of mustard seed, you shall say, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. You know what we need tonight? We need a detonator for our dynamite. Amen. Listen, it only, you say, My Bible doesn't say that. It says faith. But that is a detonator. I want you to know when men make up their minds they're going to believe God, explosive things begin to happen. Amen. 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 We sit around and we mumble and we grumble and we moan and we groan and we complain and all we need to do is get a vision and trust God. God's dynamite must also have a detonator. There'll be no power without it. Notice this. It only takes a small blasting cap or detonator to set off a mountain of explosives. And it only takes a little bit of faith to, sit, to do great things for God. You say, preacher, I don't have enough. It's not a matter of how much you've got. Faith is a yes or no question. You either do believe God or you don't believe God. Most of us are somewhere in between and we say, I don't have enough. We're not really believing God. Amen? It only takes a little faith to unleash God's mighty, miraculous power. Now listen to me. How must it be used? It must be used safely. It must be used correctly. And I still believe. I know it's late, folks. It's been a long time since Jesus went back to heaven. It's been over 1,900 years, but I still believe that it remains to be seen what God could do to a church who is thoroughly in tune with heaven. Amen. Who really, who really believed God. Amen. Then God's dynamite, how must it be used? It must be used urgently. Yeah. You know, there on the job, they bring that powder in, and if you let it lay too long, it draws moisture and it spoils, and you have to throw it away. 
How many times has God sent the power our way? And we've let it lay unused. And we've let it spoil. And we've had to throw it away. Psalms 95 says today, if you'll hear his voice. You know what I'm glad about? It's always today. Yesterday is forever gone and you cannot recall it. And you have no promise of tomorrow, but you have today. And you have the dynamite. We leave this place here in a day or so and we go back to our respective churches. What are we going to do for God? Then let's consider the last question. What is it used for? I mean, what good's dynamite? What do you do with dynamite? Let me share with you very quickly what dynamite will do. Now, remember, remember I'm talking about God's dynamite. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit of God, these people. The power of the preaching, preached Word of God. The power of saints in tune with heaven on their knees in prayer. The power of singing and shouting and trusting God. What will it do, preacher? You know, when I first realized in the Greek that that word was the same as our word for dynamite, God began to nudge my heart about this message. I, I got a little reluctant. I, I drew back and I said, Lord, this is 1985. Technology being what it is, maybe they've come up with something today that, that's more widely used than dynamite. Maybe it's obsolete. I didn't know. But you know what I, you know what I found in my study? They've never found a substitute. and they never will since its invention in 1867 by Mr. Alfred Nobel dynamite is still the world's most valuable industrial explosive in 1972 almost 3 million pounds a day were being used I imagine that by now that figure has doubled or tripled or gone out of sight. The world must have dynamite. God's people must have dynamite. You know what the primary use of dynamite is? The primary use. Look it up. Look it up yourself. All over the world, number one, you know what it what it's used for? It's used for excavation. There's a big word. It simply means making holes in the ground. (laughs) You know what they do? They drill it. They shoot it. They remove all the unnecessary material and they get down to the bedrock because the primary construction purpose and use of dynamite in excavation is for building foundations. They remove all the unnecessary material and they get down to the rock. Glory to God, I got I got some good news tonight. It'll blow the sin out and it'll get you on the rock. Amen. First Corinthians 3 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, and He is the rock. He's the, he's the smitten rock, the smiting rock, the living rock. He's the rock of ages. He is the rock upon which His church is built. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let come what may through the centuries, trouble, persecution, famine, fire, distress. Listen to me. The church of Jesus Christ will stand the test of time. It's built on the rock. Jesus said in Matthew 7, He that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And when the storms come and the winds blow and beat upon that house, it will stand because it is built upon the rock. The primary use of, listen to me, old time preaching, praying, singing, shouting, the whole gamut of it all, God's dynamite, is to get people founded on the rock. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. God. 
Well, I remember the night he brought me out of that pit. Oh, I could see myself sliding. I could see the flames out there. And I was saying, oh, God, I don't want to go down. There was an old preacher there that stood up in the power of God and preached about one who had saved me. He said, boy, if you'll get down there on your knees and ask him to save you, he'll do it. And he lifted me out of that pit and he set my feet on the solid rock. It'll get you on the rock. You know what? Number two, listen to me. What is it used for? It's used to get people on the rock. <laughs> Number two, you know what it's used for? It's used for reshaping the landscape. And some of you here tonight may not have been to Bluefield or Princeton, West Virginia in a long time. Some of these folks from the Carolinas, they, come up, they came up the interstate and you who are driving in from other places, you saw the interstate highways and how they'd have to, had to change the landscape to build those highways. Boy, you can do just about anything today, amen? You can build a highway, a railroad, a canal, a waterway. If you don't lo like where the river is, move it. <laughs> Take some dynamite and cut out a new riverbed and, and divert its channel. If, if a mountain's in the way, move it out of the way. If a valley is too deep, fill it in and make some level land. With dynamite, you can make a complete change. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creator. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. Hallelujah. Amen. If you drove in today and it's the first time you've been here in a long time, you wouldn't think it's the same place. Amen. And you get somebody you see somebody after God gets through with them, you wouldn't think they were the same man. And they ain't. Dynamite will make a complete change in the landscape. Then listen to me. What dynamite is used for? Number three, write it down. Principal uses of dynamite. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank God for World Book Encyclopedia. I about shouted all over my kitchen. <laughs> What dynamite is used for? Number three, it's using for it's used for mining precious metals. It's used for it's used for extracting valuable ores. Listen to me. You don't walk around out here on the ground and find diamonds and rubies and gold laying on the ground. If you did, there wouldn't none of us be here tonight. We'd be out there getting them. Amen. <laughs> You know where they are? They're down in the ground. If you want to get them, you got to go get them, and you got to work hard to get them. When you got to have something to move that material, and dynamite is used for mining precious materials. You know what the Bible says? When you get the sin out and you get on the rock and God changes your life, you need to start building something on that foundation. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold and silver and precious stones or wood and hay and stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. Amen. And you say, Preacher, Preacher, I want to do right. I want to live the right kind of life. I want to serve God with all my heart. I want to build something on that foundation. Where can I get the gold? Where can I get the silver? Where can I get the precious stones? You can't without some dynamite. Amen. Listen, I'm talking about living right tonight, folks. There's a lot of people who don't quit preaching living right. I believe in grace as much as the next band. Or more if I was able to. But I believe that God's grace will teach you to live right. Amen. You get filled up with that dynamite, there's some things that's going to go. You get filled with that dynamite, there's some other things that's going to come in their place. 
By grace are you saved through faith in it, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But read the next verse. For you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Amen. Unto good works which God has before ordained that you should walk in them. Well, you know what you need to do tonight, folks? You need to get in and get filled up with dynamite and mine out some gold and some silver and some precious stones because when the fire of God's judgment burns, that's the only thing that's going to stand. Only one short life will soon be passed and only what's done for Jesus will last. Dynamite. Then listen to this. You know what dynamite's used for? Number four. <laughs> Amen. I already read it to you in Matthew 17. Jesus said, if you only got a detonator the size of a grain of mustard seed, you know what he said in Matthew 17 about that? He said, you could say to this mountain, be removed hence and it would be done. Dynamite is used for moving mountains. What does that mean, preacher? That means doing the impossible. Amen. Doing the impossible. Yes, brother. Yes. Jeremiah 32 and verse 27, God said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Amen. That's my God tonight. Amen. There's nothing too hard for Him. Amen. You know how God spells impossible? N-O-T-H-I-N-G. There is nothing impossible with God. Well, I think right now about a little girl in our church several years ago. She, God blessed her, raised her up. She was our pianist by the age of 13. Save, love the Lord. I mean a, a picture of what a young Christian should be. Age of 19, she graduated as a valedictorian of her class. And shortly after that, after she'd finished the first year of her nursing school, she was going down the road on the interstate highway. There ahead of them on the road, a van veered across the, the line into their lane. And listen, they were, they were in a head-on collision. <laughs> Little Susie Head. They took her to one hospital and they couldn't do nothing for her there. They sent her to another one and they, they wouldn't even touch her there. They sent her down to Johnson City, Tennessee, the hospital down there. Susie laid there on her bed, unconscious, broken all the pieces, her legs broke up, her brain swollen, her head swollen, and under great pressure, rolling and tossing and convulsing, they had to tie her hands to the bed. And when I walked in and saw her myself, I couldn't believe the shape that she's in. I said, oh no, God, I don't know if Susie will ever come out of it or not. And I want you to know that 75 days passed. Susie was still unconscious. Then one day, they heard a noise coming from her room. They heard somebody crying. They went in and it was Susie crying. And it wasn't long until she opened her eyes. And she spoke a few words. And you know, you know the strangest thing about Susie? She was crying, but there wasn't any tears coming out of her eyes. I said, glory to God. God's just given her a little bit of taste of heaven on earth because there's not going to be any tears over yonder either. And we watched her. And we watched her as she came home on a bed and went then to a wheelchair and then to a walker and then to, then to crutches and then on a cane. And now she's walking on two good legs and she's learned to walk and talk and speak again. And I say that God is still able to do the impossible. Every time you bear a spiritual fruit, it's the impossible. Every time you exercise a spiritual gift, it is the impossible. Yes, Humanly speaking, yes. but I want you to know with God and with His dynamite power, yes. all things are possible. You know what dynamite you can do? Move mountains for Jesus. And dynamite is used for waging warfare. Warfare. Back in World War II, not too long ago, we celebrated the 40th anniversary of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. There in Japan. What a great devastation that was. Before they developed that, 
One of the most valuable weapons they had was dynamite. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Listen, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty after God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know what they did during the war? They'd go in, they'd sneak men in, demolition crews, and they'd blow up the enemy's bridges and railroads and highways. You know what the devil wants to do tonight, young person, old person, all of us tonight? The devil wants to build inroads into our lives. If you leave a door open for him, he'll come in. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. You'll say, preacher, it never happened to me until you find yourself like the people of Israel by the water of Babylon with no song of joy in their heart, out of the will of God. And crying, oh me, oh me, oh me. Now I'm going to tell you something. Dynamite will blow up the devil's breaches. Dynamite will blow up the devil's inroads and highways in your life. Get filled up with the power of God. And you'll get rid of the devil. There they build installations. As he comes in, he builds installations and hideouts and strongholds. But the power of God can blow him out. This is Mercer County. What's the next county over here? Summers? Blow him clean over into Summers County. (laughs) If there's anybody over there with the power of God, let them blow him somewhere there. Put that bird on the run. And you can do it if you're full of dynamite. Most of us have so much problem with the devil because we don't have enough dynamite. Men, listen to me. Two final things in closing tonight. What is dynamite used for? It's used for fishing. Did you hear me? I said it's used for fishing. It's illegal, it's illegal to fish with dynamite. You'll get in trouble if you do. But God Almighty recommends it. tell the story they tell the story about an old fisherman down on the Louisiana bayou and every morning he'd go out in his boat and go down the river and he'd come back every evening with a boatload of fish all the other fishermen they'd go out and do the go the same river spend the same length of time come back with nothing one day the game warden got a little worried about it he said I believe I'd like to go out with you in the morning when you go down on the river and he said sure be here just a little before daybreak. We'll go. Game warden showed up, got in the boat. They went out down the river. So far, the old fisherman dropped anchor. And he was sitting there, and the game warden was looking around in the boat. And he said, I hate to tell you, but you've left all your fishing tackle back on the shore. <laughs> and the old fisherman says, oh, no, I ain't. And he pulled out a tin box and he popped off the lid and he pulled out a stick of dynamite and he lit that dynamite and threw it in the water and in a matter of seconds there was fish everywhere. (laughs) Game warden said, Lord have mercy, don't you know who I am? I'm the game warden of this state. He said, I can ha- take you back and have you put under the jail. The old man pulled out another stick of dynamite. <laughs> and he lit it, and he stuck it in a game warden's shirt pocket. And he said, game warden, are you going to talk or fish? We spend too much time talking and not enough time fishing. Glory to God. Luke chapter 5, Jesus was on the boat. He said, let's go out in the deep water. 
And he said, Simon Peter, let down your net for a drop. Peter looked at it. And he said, Lord, we've been out all night long fishing. Amen. And then he said, we haven't caught a thing. <laughs> Maybe a few crabs in the net. Amen. But then he said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and the net breaks. And you say, preacher, what was the difference? Listen, because Jesus lit off a stick of that Holy Ghost dynamite. Listen to me, listen to me. We've got our plans, we've got our programs, we've got our ten steps to Jesus, and we've got our how to get them in. But I want you to know what we need tonight is more of that old-fashioned Holy Ghost and praying and singing and shouting and let God blow them in the dead. Fill up the net, honey. <laughs> Peter never forgot it. On the day of Pentecost, he left all his fishing tackle on the shore. <laughs> Amen. And he lit off a stick of that dynamite and blew in 3,000. Then last of all, dynamite is used for... Now, you listen quiet. Let's get it quiet in here. Let's shout a little bit first. I don't like for it to get too quiet. Some of you pat your foot and make a little noise. You know what dynamite's used for tonight? We're talking about God's dynamite. Jesus said, I'm going back to the Father. You go to Jerusalem and wait until you be endued with power or dynamite from on high. You know what dynamite is used for? Dynamite, listen closely, is used for medicating cardiac patients. Did you get that? Dynamite is used for medicating cardiac patients. About a year and a half ago, I was over here in Bland, Virginia with Brother Ken Meredith. We were putting up the old gospel tent. Roger Boyer was there. And we were getting ready for a camp meeting. Had a lady get saved, didn't we, Roger? Praise God. Listen, we were putting up that tent. Boy, I was having, we was having a big time and just going at it full guns until suddenly I was having trouble getting my breath. And I had a tightness in my chest and a hurting in my chest. And I didn't know what it was. And I had to go sit down. I lost all my strength. I got weak all over. And I said, Lord, what's wrong with me? And I went the rest of that day. Went back home. Got the kids from school. Went that night to Chatham Hill Revival. Brother Lacey was preaching for me there. And, as, and the pain was in my chest and would not let up. And after church, it was still there. And as we came home from church, we stopped by the hospital. And they put me to bed. And they treated me for a mild heart attack. And you know what they gave me for medicine? They gave me a little bottle of dynamite. <laughs> you say, preacher, you have flipped your lid. No, I haven't. You know, you know what that is in that bottle right there? That's nitroglycerin. That's what dynamite is. Nitroglycerin. Amen. I mean, it's a different form, but it's the same substance. You know what God says? Listen to me. They give this medicine to people with heart trouble. And any man or any woman 
or any boy or any girl who does not know Jesus has heart trouble. Jeremiah 17 says, The heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? Psalm 78, speaking of the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt. God took them across the sea, left Egypt in ruins, parted the waters. They went across kicking up dust. God put food in their bellies and clothes on their back, gave them water from the rock and bread from heaven. He air-conditioned them in the summer and warmed them in the winter. And yet they soon forget His ways. Psalm 78 says, Because their heart was not right with God. 1 Samuel 16 says, God's looking at you tonight. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, God is looking at you tonight. And the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For men look upon the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. Ezekiel 36, God says, But I, I will take you from among the heathen, and I will gather you out of all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. I never had a land before I met you. He said, Then I'll sprinkle clean water upon you. And you'll be clean from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols. And I will cleanse you. And a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I'll take away the old stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll give you a spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. And you'll dwell in the land that I gave to you and your fathers. And you'll be my people. And I'll be your God. Now watch this. Watch this. You see that nitroglycerin? You see that dynamite? You see that? It's not like other pills. You don't take a glass of water and wash that down. It's not like an ointment that you smear on as a salve. You know how you take that medicine right there? Those little teeny tiny pills? You've got to put them under your tongue. To treat the heart. Isn't it amazing that the tongue and the heart are so invariably and intricately connected? And Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 says, if you want to get your heart right, get God's dynamite. What do you want me to do with it, preacher? Put it in your mouth. The word is nigh thee where? Even in thy mouth. That is the word of heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess, what is the organ of speech? The tongue. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 